Hello and welcome to Story Mode, a video game podcast. I'm Simon, and today I'm joined by Jesse and Felix as we chat about the Splatoon 3 Direct, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, all while Jesse tries to induct everyone into his newly formed lamb-based cult. Make sure you follow us on social media at Story Mode AUS to keep up to date with our goings-on. And of course, enjoy the show. You know, fun fact about lobsters is that they don't stop growing. Did you know that? Yes, true. They don't like and they don't die of old age. Technically immortal. Yeah. Yeah, they're technically immortal. Which is hard. The only reason they <laughs> Yeah. I mean, how, like how big are the ones at the bottom of the ocean? Well, that's the thing. So the reason why they die of old age, as it were, is because they get too big to be able to properly shed their shell. Uh, and so that's, that's my goal. That's when they die of old age or they get hunted. You know. Yeah, right. I wouldn't kiss any of them because it's fucking weird. I didn't say that wasn't an option. Well, <laughs> how are we all? <laughs> you <fuck laughs> You can't play no. <laughs> I've been bamboozled. <laughs> Uh, I'll do it again. Just <laughs> yeah. kissing lobsters for fun. How are you, lads? How's things? How's life treating you? Oh, it's been a... I've had a very um, exciting evening yesterday. Um, so, this is a story about uh, a cat, by the way, for anyone who might be a little bit uh emotionally attached to cats don't worry nothing too bad happens there's nothing too upsetting but it is a it's a stressful situation particularly if you're in the situation but short version is yesterday um my girlfriend was um just doing some mopping and then she's like hey can you hear that meowing and i'm like no and she's like come to the front door and i went to the front door and sure enough could hear this cat meowing She's like, that's not one of our cats, is it? And I'm like, no, no, they're out in the cat run. If it was them, we would have been able to hear them pretty clearly. And then sort of heard it down at the end of the driveway. So go and find this super gorgeous, super friendly, very talkative cat. Um, quite a big... I will grant you three wishes. <laughs> Unfortunately, there were no wishes involved. It was just a just a normal cat, not a magic cat. Felix, how worried about... Are you about how sad the story is? I'm. I am more worried now than I was <laughs> before when I asked. Him. <laughs> but uh, no. interesting. Well, no, no. There was there was no collar. Tell us, tell us about this dead cat. No, no, the cat's perfectly alive. Um, mm. But yeah, there was no collar or anything, and its fur was a little bit dirty, but it was still quite like well fed and you know in, in good health, and again super friendly and social. So clearly not like a stray or a feral cat or anything like that. Probably someone's pet that's gone missing. Um, and sort of sat there for like an hour, basically going, what the hell do we do with this cat? And we reached a point where I'm like, all right, let's put it in the cat run for a minute while we try and figure out what we like, where to take it, take it to a 24 hour vet. We found a place not too far from us. So my partner and I and her brother, try and squish this big cat into a cat carrier, chuck it in the car, um, and we take it to this 24-hour vet and basically go, hey, we found this this cat. We don't know who it belongs to. And they Either way, a reward. Uh, no. <laughs> Give me your money. This is a holdup. Um, 
And so, yeah, they go and check, can't find a microchip. And they're like, but we'll check again with a different microchip scanner and blah, blah, blah. And all the rest of it, we'll let you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but if they don't find anything, then they're going to surrender the cat to the ranger, who will then try and also reach out to the potential owners. And if the ranger can't find anyone, it goes to a cat shelter here in WA called Cat Haven. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool, wonderful. So I called up this morning and I'm like, hey, is there any update on the cat? And they're like, no, we couldn't find any information, blah, blah, blah. It's been passed over to the ranger. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I called up the council and I'm like, hey, I just want to make 100% sure that this cat, if they cannot find the owner, will go to Cat Haven and there is no chance that you guys are going to do... You could put a spelling mistake with Haven. Cat Haven. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cat, cat Haven is genuinely like a, a really good... Um, Wink. No, I Wink. I promise you. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> but take him to a farm. Simon. No. Mm. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and the, the, the counts were very reassuring. We're like, no, no, absolutely not. There's no chance that there'll be any euthanasia or anything like that. But um, if the cat is not, like, if the owners aren't located, do you want to be, can, like, we can put you down as, like, the first point of contact before it gets adopted? And I'm like, in my head, I would love that. My partner, she's not so keen on the idea because we already have two cats. And there's a, there's a lot to consider with bringing a third and an adult cat into yes. your home of two adult cats. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, look, my, my girlfriend's in the right here, like wholeheartedly in terms of the practicality of the situation. But my heart is just like... She was such a friendly cat, though. <laughs> she was so nice. So, I need you to understand why you've put on your shoulders here because you have publicly told the story of a cat, this cat, okay? And now people, I'm invested in this cat. <laughs> and you've chosen to bring the story to me, okay? So therefore, the responsibility of its outcome is now with you. Not so much the outcome of the cat, but the outcome of the story. Mm, well, okay? that's the so thing. I need, to be, I need updates. And I also need to have a happy ending because if you've brought me sad news... And just sprung it on me, okay? In this, the year of our Lord, 2022, when the world's on fire, you've brought me some b bad news. Oh, no, can you imagine some this is like, bad this is like news a This is like a mailbox. <laughs> it's 2022, right? It has such yeah, a good cool. streak yeah. going of good news. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course. We had some good news. We actually did have some good news with uh, Donald Trump's house getting raided. But what that's... a dickhead. <laughs> what a fucking knob. Knob. Brilliant. Oh God! I guess you should just, you took it such a left turn in your story just then. Now, look, speaking of saving animals, I saved an animal last week, okay? And unlike Simon, the absolute heretic, who won't take a cat in, I took this friendly beast into not only my home but my heart, okay? Hey, I, well, I, I let this random cat Calm. out of my cat's biscuit bowl for like a solid Calm five minutes. Down. So Don't be great. talking about your biscuit bowl the curated show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that side, I have befriended a few magpies. There's Ma there's Magaggy yes. and Mangus. Okay, the magpies. I've been feeding them. They eat out of my hands. Best of friends. I'm not going insane while working from home. They are my friends. They love me. <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, magpies do appreciate you, and I, I will consider yes. you a friend. They Come sweeping me, season, they use me you're for safe. My seeds and my worms. Not you. I thought you said this was G rated. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm sitting yeah. outside, and I can see. Uh, Magagi, the male, 
has something like wrinkly around his mouth. I look at him a little bit closer and I see this thing drop out of its mouth, scuttle over toward me and like into my hand. It was a little little skink, a little lizard. Oh, oh. It dropped its tail. Oh. And it ran to my hand and I've got it. I'm like, nice. magpie, fuck off. Get out of here. We're inside, put into a little box, some rocks and some water and stuff like that. We have a lizard. We've got Grimlock, the blue tongue, friend of the show. And um, I'm like, look, I don't really know what to do here. I don't want to just let it back out because it just lost its tail. It's stressed out. So I'll keep it for a little bit. I'll wait for my partner to come home who knows more about this. Anyway, came home. We looked into it. it takes about 60 days for it to grow its tail back. And its tail is like its extra life, okay? It's a little yeah. heart in the right, right-hand corner of the screen. So if it gets caught by another bird or a predator, it can drop its tail again. But if it doesn't have that tail to drop, one and done. Okay, game over. Mm. So I thought, I'm going I'm to look after this little fella. We've named him Little Fella. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look after the little fella. Uh, I bought him a nice bit of Tupperware. $20 house. Which for a lizard what? is like a mansion. Yeah, right? that's, that's... Adjusting for inflation. A little bit of few grass in there, <laughs> some rocks. Um... He's got a little co- a little cave made out of a coconut, coconut ca- the coconut castle. Okay, he's loving life. So I don't know, Simon. I brought this lizard to my heart and house. <laughs> yeah, and you're his cat to the glue factory. That's cat not how glue. That's not how it works, Jesse. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, damn, I'm going <laughs> to hell. I haven't rescued any animals. See, right. well, you're, you're just wait going to purgatory. Okay, yeah. I'm going to heaven. I'm God's favorite. Simon's going to hell. Cat um, hell. Or well, cat, like heaven. A- <laughs> cat haven. Cat haven. It's cat haven. God damn it, guys. Yeah, sure. Wink. Wink. Never bought that brand of super glue before. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I know, right? I took the- I like how careful you were like, guys, just before we talk about this cat story, I just want to make sure, you know, was okay with it. I'm like, ugh. What can you do? I've played stray. I see what these things can do. <laughs> you should have let them go and be free with the robots. Unfortunately, there is a significant lack of robot people in WA. Mm. Um, the Melbourne thing. Yeah, well, look, I mean, yeah, keep, keep in mind, it's, it's WA. So which I've mentioned twice. Yeah, keep in mind, it's WA. So whilst everyone else is in 2022, WA is in like 2015 still, as far as technology is concerned. 2015, yeah, mate, you bloody wish. Yeah, yeah you so bloody wish. 2000. 2000. You're going to love a band coming out called Taking Back Sunday. A real bunch of upstarts. Don't know why that was my go-to band. <laughs> yeah, why are you bullying Taking Back Sunday? I don't know. I love Taking Back Sunday. They're a bunch of good men. <laughs> okay, good stuff. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, friends of the show. Look, the reason we don't talk music much on the show or the reason we don't talk about many other things that we try to keep to video games. That's something we know about. And this week... Actually, the last few weeks have been pretty good for video games. We're going back a little bit. Simon, you are absolutely throating that coffee. I'm trying to make sure it's finished because the the boss ice coffees have like a weighted bottom. So it feels like there's more in there than there actually is. And so I'm for, like, for, I, for I, I want to be fucking sure. You've just said Simon that. is drinking a little can of ice coffee, a little boss ice coffee. And like the only way you could have got more drops out of that is if you tickled the balls. You were absolutely going to town on that thing. Hey, the the iced vanilla lattes. Which is something you can see if you follow us on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS to see Simon throwing all sorts of bottles. That's it. Just bottle it. Bottle the lot. 
Now, like I was saying, before I rudely interrupted myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of this news is a little bit old. Because um, we, we had other things to talk about in the last few weeks. It's been a very, very nice little patchy episode we've done. But we thought we'd go back in the way back machine and talk about a few things from a while back. So we're going to talk, be talking a little bit of Splatoon today. A little bit of Pokemon today. A little bit of Cult o the Lamb. But we'll get to that in a minute. Let's start off with Splatoon. A game I've never played before. But it looks pretty cool. Felix. It does look super cool. What's going on with these squids? What's the, what's the deal with what, these squids? Tell me about these squids. What squids would you kiss? No, look. You're a kid let's, now. You're a squid now. I think they're all yeah, they're, children. They're all underage. They're all, they're all children. All, not these squid people. I mean a squid like the animal. I would. You madman. Oh, giant squids terrify me. Just squids terrify See? me in general. Squid shouldn't have beaks. No, that's like that. That's a real that's, mistake. Yeah, Concerning for me to learn as a child. Not <laughs> rather have a, bird, a squid with a beak or a bird with a tentacle. Mm. I think a bird with a tentacle would be kind of funny. I'm used to squid with beaks now. I think I'd be too mm-hmm. horrified by a bird with a tentacle, but not as horrified as these child soldiers are. In well played uh, in Splatoon. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look, I want to talk about Splatfest because that's something that's. They've got like a new angle to it in Splatoon 3, which is really, really cool. So you've got your typical turf war, which is sort of 4v4. Um, you sort of splatting your ink everywhere, trying to get as much ink as you can over the, you know, let's, let's move past it, let's move past it, I get it, I get it. Uh, they come across <laughs> the level. You're trying to cover as much territory in your team's color of ink as you can, and you're like submerging in the ink. And like swimming around, killing killing your enemies, yada yada yada. That's the that's the basis of Splatoon. It's In, paintball with squid kids. Yeah, it's it's paintball across the portal because I didn't actually know that you could sink into your coloured paint as a way of traverse around the level. Yeah, which again, this is a game that I've never really paid that much attention to, but watching this latest direct, that's pretty cool. That has a lot of like interesting strategic elements to it it's super cool and they got new moves in splatoon 3 they've got new weapons mm. as well one of them's called the splatana which is a play on yeah. katana and it's just a big sword with like paint on the end of it that you swing and it just shoots paint at the end super cool um just random and completely weird but that's splatoon for you um the Splatfest mode is split into three parts so you've got like 4v4 uh, and then there's another 4v4 i think and then the third part is when the team that is at the top of the leaderboard coming first in these previous two parts is placed at the center of the map. And then there are two members of the other two teams, so two each, on the outside of the map. So you've got a four in the middle and then two teams of two on the outside. So it's like a 4v2v2 type thing. And then it's a three-way turf war on like a huge map. And... It's super sick. It looks chaotic. They showed some some gameplay of it, and it's just colors everywhere. So wait, what happens to so there's there's three teams, but at the in the last round, two teams get cut in half. What happens to the other two players? They just duds. Bench him. Your shit. Get out of here. Bench him, man. I like this game. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I also really like the idea of changing the dynamic that much, like the balance of the teams towards the end. It creates like, you know, the the, the complete like vibe change in the last round of um. 
uh, for four guys, which I've never won before. But have the, the vibe completely changed in that last level? Yeah, don't. None, none of that, Felix. None of that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of that. You, you're by the end of this. I think I'm going to be really very much into this game. There is a demo out. I think maybe I'll give that a go. Well, yeah, they've got the premiere for Splatfest launching on the 27th of August. Um, All right, I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah, so you can jump into that pretty soon and try it out for yourself if it sounds up your alley. Um, but Splatfest isn't the only sort of mode that they've got um, improving on in Splatoon 3. They've also got Salmon Run, which is this four-player cooperative mode where you are gathering little salmon eggs or, um, you know, eggs and you're just like sort of bringing them back to base and collecting golden eggs as well and fighting these big bosses um and they're all the enemies are called salmonids yeah so like hominids but salmon i guess um oh new bosses. fuck <laughs> all right all right yeah, yeah yeah big bosses are like there's one called slam and lid which i really liked uh, he's just basically this big UFO-looking character, and there's just a little salmon sitting on top of it. And when it just shoots out like stuff, and then as soon as you run under it, he just like, like slam and lid. He slams the slam and lid. Man. Okay, look, this could be the <laughs> worst things I've said in 128 episodes of this godforsaken podcast. But slam and lid sounds like 1980 f- slang for sex. It does. It does. I'll give you that. <laughs> Slamming lid on the weekend. If the lid the slamming, don't come a jamming. Ooh. You know what I mean? But did we find out more information as to how the salmon run is going to work? Because it was a thing in Splatoon 2, but it was weirdly timed. Like it would only be available for certain periods randomly. And many people took issue with that because it was like one of the best parts of the game. Because it was just brilliant. Like it's just really good fun. Um, yeah, are we... Do we know yeah. if that's if it's, it's the interesting. same mechanic? They wanted to keep the player base together with Splatoon 3 so that all the other modes that they have outside of the turf war, they're on rotation in one one sort of like uh, icon. So you go into a, a right. lobby and all those modes are on rotation. I don't know. It's not clear whether Salmon Run's actually a part of that or not. Um, mm, so it okay. might be a separate mode. They might have listened um, to that issue. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but they've introduced, mm. I don't know, maybe you can tell me more about this, Simon, but were the King Salmonids a thing in Splatoon 2, which are the massive, massive ones? The big Godzilla. I don't, I don't think the massive, massive ones were, but there no. were like so, mini bosses. Yeah. In they, theory. They've got this, yeah, big Godzilla type salmon that's like wading out of the water and you've got like a time limit to try and get its health down before the end of the match. Um, yeah, nice. I don't think that was a thing in Splatoon 2, but it's been a while since cool. I've it. So. You're, you're, you're a, the biggest Splatoon fan here, okay? Yeah, by default. <laughs> by default, okay? It's not a very low bar. <laughs> in 30 seconds, tell me what the fuck's happening in Splatoon lore-wise, because there are squid men, who are sometimes squid, sometimes men, there are salmon humans, and I pronounce the alum salmon like a madman just then for some reason. Yeah. And there's also some sort of hairy fish. And the octolings. Don't forget the octolings. Don't forget the octolings. Why are these things 
What is these things? Why is paint? What has happened? Um, humans no longer exist. The squids rose to power and dominance and have reclaimed the Earth. And I don't think it's too far of a stretch to assume that some of their other oceanic brethren were able to co-evolve with them to make a new society. And look, you're hairy. You don't hear me complaining about it, do you? Oh. I think we're all hairy here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, slightly less hairy than, like, our evolutionary cousins and the apes. But, you know, as far as humans are concerned. face, but below that, I'm like a turtle shell. <laughs> but that's a good okay. point. I mean, wrinkly and scared. The um, in, a, in a swamp. <laughs> the, <laughs> the campaign for Splatoon 3 is the rise of the Mammalians, or however you pronounce that word. Yeah. Uh, which it brings... Mammalians. Yeah, weird, like, mammal mammal people, which I guess is what yeah. we are, really. But are they, I mean, yes. are they yes. mammalians? Mammalians, yeah. Like, half mammal, half alien? No, I, I wouldn't say think so. so. No, I don't think oh, they yeah, are. It's too much of a... Sorry, guys. It's sorry, a bit guys, of a stretch. Too much of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've you've crossed the line here. Squid though, guns. Right? Yeah. Well, okay, but, like, think about it. Squids... Think about ink. it. Squids shoot ink, so that's why they've based a game around squids shooting ink at one another, you know, like paintball. Only it's fun and not as painful. Oh, okay. Get, what if, not, what not, if it's paintball? Uh, don't get me wrong, actually, I, I love paintball. That's real scrub talk. <laughs> I, I fucking love paintball. <laughs> paintball's so fucking fun. When you land on your, pl- you know, your flight comes in. You're gonna be like, in Melbourne. At I'm the gonna be airport. at the airport. <laughs> Somehow got a paintball gun through security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's well, this paint? <laughs> paint's all out, isn't it? I'm sure they'll love it. Just oh, thanks, Obama. God damn, I don't bring paintball gun to a plane anymore. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> the world did change on that day, didn't it? Oh yeah. Oh well. Uh, Can I bring up something with paintball here? Just dope. because we're on that tangent sure. now. I remember when I was younger. In high school, like, paintball was, like, seen as, like, the coolest thing because you get to mm. shoot your friends. And I remember people talking about how there's, like, there were paint grenades. And I thought they sounded amazing. Because I'm thinking there's, like, a little plastic thing, a little whatever. You throw it and it, like, pops and gets everyone with paint. Good stuff. What a laugh. I went to paintball a few years back. And they're like, oh, God, he's, he's bloody, bloody paint grenade. You know, this old, this ex-SAS officer who works there for some <laughs> yeah. inexplicable reason. He probably talks me like this. Boys, got to be careful with these. Okay, live rounds. He does a sponge. A sponge covered in paint. Yeah, man. So when you throw it, your hand's covered in paint and you've lost. <laughs> anyway, sorry. A trick of paintball. Suck my dick. Felix, go on. That's, that's how paintball works, man. Um... So yeah, there's something else that's really, really cool. Um, they've definitely expanded on the um, customization of your character uh, in Splatoon mm. 3. You've got lots of different shops you can go to in the post-apocalyptic Tokyo sort of city that they've got going on. Uh, so you can go there. It's run by a different bunch of different quirky shopkeepers. And they all sell clothes, hats, shoes, different weapons. And you can customize... Uh, a little high school style locker, or like a gym locker, sort of type, sort of thing that uh, is just alongside the lockers of every other 
player that you've recently played in other matches. So you can see everyone else's locker. Everyone who Ooh, beat you in the last that? match, you can see their locker and oh. see how cool they are, how much cooler they are than you. So, you know. Nice. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool, <laughs> to be honest. Can't wait to be bullied by what? kids online again. Again. I, I saw that they, they re, they're bringing back like that me-verse drawing thing where you can like draw images and you can send them to people and stuff like that. I'm going to draw so many dicks. I'm going to draw so many dicks. It's a children's it game. It can look like... You know, some <laughs> people got dicks. <laughs> what can I say? I mean... It can look like a cutscene from Superbad. <laughs> You thought I was possessed by some sort of dick devil. Do squids have? Do squids? Is it just beaks? Do inky squids dream of electric dicks? Mm. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm asking. Are you asking me if it, does a squid have a penis? Yeah. Like, what are they? That would have a cloaca. Now, this is not the first time we've spoken about the cloaca on this <laughs> okay, show. And it won't be the last. Should we, should we move on? Felix, is there anything else about Splatoon 3 you want to I, mention? I, I did We're wanna, asking questions. I, I, I did want to touch on a couple of things about Splatoon 3. Um, Go for it. Good dicks. Rapid fire these through. <laughs> so we have um, Splatnet 3, which is the companion app, uh, which is uh, kind of weird. You know, it's been a long fantastic. time since I've had to think about a companion app for a video game. But look, can, uh, can they stop? I they know. did that Nintendo with Splatoon stop 2. trying to make the phone a thing. <laughs> the mobile oh, phone. Like, I'm so sick of having to do like shit with my Switch through my phone. It is nonsense. I feel like. Microsoft and Sony tried to do it a few years ago. Yeah, like remember like, with GTA nah. Five, and that was yeah, a thing. And like this is shit. There's no nobody nobody gives a shit about this. It just doesn't work. And keep the upkeep on these sort of apps is, is pointless. Like Destiny's grimoires and all the type of stuff. No, just don't don't come on. I I know. Look, I know it's not something that you need to do. No, but that that's not the point because they did the same thing in Splatoon too, and it was and that was built into the Nintendo Switch Online app, and that was still awful like it's that one of one of the worst pretty bad one of the worst app experiences i've ever had let alone one that's tied to a video game and it's like mm, yeah just just don't do it like leave it at the door we don't need it we don't want it we don't care it's going to be fucking downvoted and like given one star reviews into oblivion because i can guarantee you that shit's not going to fucking work properly and it's yeah, just because because gamers are very level headed when it comes to giving things reviews. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. This thing ruined my life. <laughs> uh, Splatoon three is also going to receive two years of, or two, at least two years of post launch content with new weapons, new maps. They've got like ranked battles and like league play, um, but they're also planning paid DLC, like big scale paid DLC, which I think is a first for the Splatoon series. So. Uh, it'll be the second time. They did oh, that with Splatoon 2 for the Octo expansion. So initially with Splatoon 2, they had a similar... Um, and Splatoon 1, they had a similar, like, two years worth of updates and new weapons and stuff and, you know, just keep the game alive and running, really. Um, and then Splatoon 1 just kind of faded out. Splatoon 2, it fizzled out for a bit, and then they did the Octo expansion, which added, um, like, a relatively large single-player campaign and also added octolings as playable uh, races because previously you would only play as the um, the squids. Now you can play as an octopus. There you go. And yeah, like that had a whole like narrative arc tied to it. So I, yeah, I, I think that actually did really well. That was like one of their best DLCs for a decent decent while. It's a, the the octopi 
and the mm-hmm. squids in this game are two different things. Yes. Because oh, they're the same. No, because no, octopi and squids are two different things in real life, Jesse. Yeah, but they're not that different. And a squid is just an octopus in, in, in landscape mode. Don't let the like, squid you say that. essentially the same thing. You, you realise that, like, in the ocean, it doesn't matter which way round you're orientated. Like, it doesn't... All right, Neil deGrasse Tyson, calm down. <laughs> Sorry, Eel deGrasse Tyson for this. Hey. Purposes. All right, I'll give you I, that I would one. like if these DLCs introduced more, like, pun-based yeah. creatures and stuff. I'd be a big fan of that. Something I did see, though, is they're introducing a photo mode. And for some reason, be cool. the first thing that came to my head when I saw this is I want to take photos from this game and overlay them with dialogue from other games. <laughs> I, and I don't know why my dumb brain works like this. My, my, my lizard brain, my tailless lizard brain works like this. But I want a picture of all the little squiddies running out with their guns and just the words, no Russian at the, top, at the bottom. Oh. I think that's very funny. <laughs> That is, I like that. Yeah. Very cool. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I, I like it's that a idea. Squid game, not a kid game. Okay. <laughs> nice. The real, the real man's Squid game. Now. You guys got to stop because I, I'm winding up to something here. Like I, I'm building momentum with bad puns. So maybe, maybe we will swap to a subject that we can't possibly make jokes about. Pokemon. Let's <laughs> shift gear, as it were. Oh. Uh, like on a bike. Don't give me that look, Monroe. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Tell us about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We got to see a uh, the direct uh, last week. Or is it two weeks ago now? Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago now. Um, so this is a while ago, but we got to see a bit more from these two upcoming games. What do you got, Sai? Um, look, they are games that are in development and will be coming out by the end of the year. It features Pokemon. And it's Dying made by Game Freak. No. Knew it. Uh, <laughs> Bloody knew it. No, look, it it seems very much par for the course for modern Pokemon games. Um, game Freak still haven't figured out that anti-aliasing is a thing that exists and can make your game actually look really nice. Uh, <laughs> that trailer was choppy. Oh, my God. They haven't figured out how to do a frame rate above 10. Um, like, there's... A lot of things about this game that I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. Here's the disappointment. But look, let's let's but, barrel um, through the negatives first, and okay. then we we'll get into the positives here. Um, yeah. So just to barrel through the negatives, uh, a lot of the scenery looks quite rough, especially at a distance. Um, the the cities look very uh, sparsely populated, and even when there's m- like when there's more than like four people on screen, it the frame rate just drops terribly in the trailer. You can actually see there's a Pokemon in a group of people and the Pokemon's moving at about three frames a second. Like it is a fucking PowerPoint slideshow. Um, But with that being said, um, on the positive side, the overall like map and locales look awesome and really fun and diverse. Landscape wise, this is one of the most fun looking Pokemon games. This looks so cool. Um, I really love the fact that, like, the new Pokemon that we've seen so far all are really cool. Like, I'm a big fan of every single one. The this new Wooper that everyone's calling Pooper because Pooper. it's the... Po- oh, little mud Wooper. <laughs> cute as hell. And then... Um, I love I was it. The, the little Dodog. Fido. Um, yeah, um, Fido. Fido, yes. That naming, that naming is... Yeah. Give that person top an Oscar. Tier. That, that is top tier Pokemon I name right there. I can't think of the last gen... 
of Pokemon where we had, you know, the first few revealed and I've loved every single one. Even this weird round angry whale apparently. Yeah, like the narwhal thing. Like I love yeah, that. It's bonkers. These are all perfect. I love them all so much. Um yeah, like there's there's a lot about this I'm really happy about, but again, it's just it's just more modern Pokemon which fills me with a huge amount of existential dread. So <laughs> Things like um, the terrestrial mechanic where you can terrestrialize a Pokemon. And it's the worst word. I'll say in pre-show, terrestrializing is the worst word in video games since Levolution in Battlefield. At least Levolution it, it makes, makes sense. me un- That does it? I mean... <laughs> it's a level that evolves. It's, it's a, a level Levolution, you know? Don't say Levolution too loud. We're talking about Pokemon games. It, mate. The next Pokemon game is going to have like, oh, Bulbasaur can now Levolution. Levolution? Hey, I'm Levolution here. <laughs> hey, I'm Levolution here. It's going to be absolutely weird. So like, this terrestrializing thing, your yes. Pokemon becomes a big crystal yes. and has a different like stat on top of it. Like, a, It's called the Terra. Terra type. type, yeah. Now, so okay, Simon, I need you to answer a question for me. Absolutely. The Pokemon they chose to show, terrestrializing mm-hmm. to different Terra types, these are nonsense words for a nonsense game, was the worst Pokemon they could have possibly chosen for it. They chose Eevee. Yep. So they're like, oh, finally, somehow, by the modern marvels of modern creation, <laughs> your Eevee can now have, somehow, grass moves. Fire moon. Like, wow, if only they thought about that in Gen 1. Uh, they did. Oh, crazy. What, what is going to be the difference between a grass, terra type, Eevee, and a Leafeon? Don't know. One key. Also, don't. do these crystal things look a little bit dumb? Oh, God, they look awful. I, I they make your Pokemon look like a chandelier. Yeah, yeah. Like, and not even like a good chandelier, but like, you know those furniture shops that you see in like... Awkward places. Like, there's no furniture shops around, right? There's absolutely no furniture shops around, and then there's just this one, and you go in there, and it's like the it's being designed by the wife of a drug dealer, and I mean like a high up cartel level drug dealer. It's his wife has just been fucking let loose. Everything's white and glossy and crystally and horrible. She's clearly designed a couple of these fucking Pokemon too. You know what it looks like. Somebody was trying to do glass blowing to make themselves a Pokemon. And they were doing really well until they sneezed. Exactly. <laughs> they got they got blown right on the back out. They got Quaxley out crystal. here looking like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird Poor thing. Quaxley. I did see a, a meme going around that like all these new evolution types in the in the last few games, and we'll get to that in a moment, Simon. But they also do based on the first season of Pokemon. Yeah. So we've had, you know, the shinies from the original games based on Red Gyarados. These are based on Crystal Onyx, the terrestrialized Pokemon in, in um, Scarlet and Violet based on Crystal Onyx. We've had the, what are the big boys called? Uh, the Dynamax. Dynamax. That was, there was an episode with like Dragonite or something yeah, like that, that in there. Yeah, huge Dragonite. I want, do you remember that really cool episode with the giant um, Gengar and Clefairy? Oh, and the, and the Alakazam, and they had, like, those And yeah, they had all the weird markings on them? Yeah. Bring me that, because that was cool. That was that cool. That was really cool. Now, oh. Simon, I know you have a lot of feelings about the different evolution types they bring in every every generation, and you know what? 
it's one of the few things we agree on when it comes to talk about Pokemon. Because I agree, they need to stop and just pick one, stick with it. Stick with Mega Evolutions. They got it right with Mega Evolutions. Mega, Mega Evolutions, Evolutions were fun. And, and um, regional variants. Yeah, like that's regional variants, I'm, I'm glad they've stuck with. I'm glad that's uh, the consistent thing I now. I say slash, I love them. I want to give them yeah. a big hug. Like, it's, it's adorable. Like, I love it. But all of this... All of this shit that they're adding in, and it's only ever around for one generation. It's a gimmick. They know it's a gimmick, and they're just going, oh, what else can we throw at the wall and see what sticks? And it's like, no, 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 you already got a good one. Like, you already got Mega Evolutions that made sense. They added, like, extra usage to Pokemon that weren't, like, necessarily competitively viable. In the competitive scene, it made a huge difference. There was some actual tactical advantage. You know, like, there was some really cool stuff that you could do with Mega Evolutions. And some more Pokemon deserved Mega Evolutions. But they scrapped that and went with Z-moves in Sun and Moon, which... Which mm, was nothing. Which, yeah, like, that wasn't great. It was, it was like, just powering oh, up a move. have a strong attack. I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's like just powering up a move for the sake of it. And it's like, okay, whatever. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And then they screwed the pooch entirely with fucking Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing. And like, what is this shit? Like, this is just a big Pokemon with a cloud it's on its big. head. Simon, that Pokemon became a building. You could live inside of him if you wanted to. <laughs> it already was meant to... But that's part of the problem. It's is a the bigger fact building. That, but the thing is, it already is a building. And it's meant to be fucking huge anyway. But Pokemon Sword and Shield couldn't do scaling properly. So, like, it some of the biggest of Pokemon in the franchise were meant, like, meant to be, like... 12 feet tall or whatever and it's like the size of a teenager and i'm like that that's that's fair, not right <laughs> if they made a pokemon game with properly scaled they pokemon, have as per the pokedex they have. i would feel very which one pokemon coliseum pokemon xd gale of, gale of darkness you can fight people that have a whale lord and literally they cannot fit on the screen properly it's great it's fun things like roselia are like tiny they're like this big and you can have a roselia fucking next to a whale lord and it's brilliant like it's fun and it's silly yeah, and corrected. i like that they've they've done it before they can fucking do it again <laughs> now i want to talk about the two legendaries coridon and maridon the motorbike pokemon now, <laughs> legendaries... well, one of them's a motorbike the other one runs <laughs> well wait don't... okay well we'll get to that in a moment the cool thing about this is you get them from the start I like this. I love that. Really cool. And it makes me think that there are... These aren't so much legendary... They are legendaries, but they're more mascots of this game. There yeah. are some actual legendaries we haven't seen yet. Yeah. One of them's going to be a bull. Has to be a bull. It's Spain. It's got to be a bull. Yeah, probably. A red bull. But, yeah. like I, I, th- I think they're cool. I do like the fact that you get them to move around. Because that was, again, another thing... In previous Pokemon games, we'd have like ride Pokemon. So, like, you could, again, in Sun and Moon, um, you could summon like a Charizard so you can fly around for a little bit and then decide where you want to go. Or you uh, hop on a Lapras to surf different places and stuff. I prefer this. I prefer having one persistent Pokemon that does that all for you. You don't need HM slaves. I mean, HM slaves are a thing of the past anyway. Yeah. But, thankfully. like, yeah, this this is cool. Like, this is a cool thing, and I like the fact that they're putting these two Pokemon as such a um, big part of the game. Like, it's not going to feel like, oh yeah, you've beaten the evil team of the region. Oh, and hey, look, suddenly there's a legendary Pokemon that thinks you're pretty cool. Why don't you go chat yeah. to it? 
Like, this is a, oh, no, you're going on an adventure with this legendary Pokemon. Like, cool. I like that. I also like, like the fact that there's four four player multiplayer. That's fucking we'll, cool. Really cool. We'll get into that in a moment because I'm very yeah. intri- intrigued by this end time. We are going to play this game together. Um, what I really like with the direction of this game, and I've said this before, I think Arceus was fantastic. Pokemon Arceus that released earlier this year. Brilliant. Really liked it. But the lessons learned from the, the success and the positive feedback they got from that game, we won't see until probably the game after Scarlet and Violet, which is a shame because these yeah. games have a fair bit of promise. The world it's set in, what's the... Um, the Paldea. Paldea region. Looks cool. And it looks mm. like it's a bit of a like a bit of a party. It has this really cool, like fun vibe about it. Does, it. it does. Everyone's very much into the like it looks like a sporting carnival. That's the vibe you're getting. Everyone's really into it. I think there's gonna be a real lean into sport. I still think it's gonna be a lot of racing, what we've seen. Um But I like that there's a real big focus on freedom. You got freedom of movement with these rideable character um dinosaur dog bikes. <laughs> Going around town. <laughs> Everyone loved that in the Zelda DLC. Riding around a motorbike made no sense. But I'm a big fan that you don't have to tackle the gyms in any order. So there's eight gyms that you can, you can take them on in any order. And I think this could possibly fix my biggest issue with Pokemon as a franchise. The games are too easy. <clears throat> But you You'll see, have maybe one or two trainers throughout the game that will give you a bit of a hard time. They'll just have a really good combination of Pokemon that just they poison the shit out of you and they get you every time. But other than that, really, you are grinding. You're just grinding through the game to finish it. That's how, that's how I've always felt. This whole way of going around and you know doing these eight different um, gyms in whatever order you want opens it up to sort of fucking that flop a little bit. And you may go to an area that is legitimately too hard for you. And you could maybe just grind your way through it. it it's really up to you how, you how you get through it. And I think that's going to really mess around with the, the difficulty curve of the game. Which I'm, I'm all for. Look, it could mess it up in a really bad way. And either all the gyms are a little bit too easy or all of them are a little bit too hard. But I'm really hopeful that there is a, a logical way forward. Elden Ring style. There's a completely logical way to take this game on. But if you want to be a bit of an idiot, go for it. And I will be. <clears throat> See, I have concerns with this lack of structure. I think inherently, like, it is a good idea. I do think it would definitely help break up some of the monotony. And, you know, it would be nice to not... Oh, okay, I've got to fight the rock gym leader first. And then, like... From I caught grass Pokemon, therefore rock rock gym. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I like I like the fact that there will be some variation to it, and also it makes the idea of replaying this not completely shit. Um, but there have been reports of a lack of level scaling, I believe. Which, oh. yeah. Now, the way I would like this to play out is that you can tackle any gym in any particular order. Which means, cool, I'm going to go fight that gym leader right next door. And I don't have any badges, so he's going to be like, okay, you have no badges. I will be your first gym leader. But look, I use dragon Pokemon, so you're probably going to be in for a bit of a tough time. Cool. That's fine. I have... At least I'm not being 
just destroyed by like a level 70 Pokemon because I just so happened to live next door to this guy. Whereas, oh yeah, look, the rock gym leader will only ever have level 20 Pokemon. The ice gym leader, he's only ever going to have level 30 Pokemon. Like I want there to be the variation depending on how many badges I have when I approach them. If I approach that ice gym leader and he's the eighth gym leader, I want him to be like, all right, cool. No worries, dude. I'm going to, bust out this level 70 monolith of an ice creature. It's just going to fucking tear you to shreds. Cool. I, I approached you last. Want I want that. See, I uh, see I, I'm actually I'm actually the opposite. I want them to all be kind of set because I I But then there's I, only ever going to be one to... way to do the gyms. Realistically. Um, for for a lot yeah, of I think, people. I think I think Realistically, you need to have your top and tails. You need to have your hard, you know, uh, your, probably your dragon type fine. gyms are going to be your hard ones. They need to be set. Absolutely. I, I don't want to go to a dragon type gym and be like, oh, oh you're a sweet little baby boy. Here, have a little, oh, my level 10 Pokemon here. No, no I, I want only my ass kicked. I, I, want their, I want the freedom to take on the game in any way I want, but I want the game to try and get me to do it in a certain way. See, I, yeah. I disagree with the trying to get you to do it in a certain way because then that is all that most people are going to do because it's just going to be like, yeah, all right, fuck that, it. I'll just, but I'd, I'd much rather have that genuine freedom but to you choose. Like you said, most people most people will do it that way. You don't have to. I know that. I, I think mo look, most, most people will play, there will be a thematic way to play this game in a narrative order. To, to yeah. take on these gym leaders in a way that makes narrative sense. That's fine. We'll get into narrative in a second. I think narrative. So there will be a logical speaking, order. That's fine. I think... The freedom to do it however you want is is still there, but there's, but there's a, a logical order of doing things. Like with any game like that, like okay, think about um, Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Okay, for example, you can go straight and take on Ganon. Yeah, if absolutely. you want to, sure, you have the freedom. To, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, there is a logical way the game wants you to take everything on and then end with Ganon. You don't have to do it that way, but it's there. You can go do it. You know, you can go counterclockwise rather than clockwise around the map. Oh, sorry. Clockwise around the map rather than counterclockwise around the map. And you're going to get to one of the earlier bosses and you kick their ass because you're, you're, you're overscaled. You're going to be way too much too powerful for them. It's that freedom to do it if you wish that I really like. But I feel like there's a difference in... Like, that is a good example, but I feel like it's an inherently flawed comparison because... Because one game's good and one probably isn't. Oh, well, that too. Uh, <laughs> but also, Breath of the Wild it can reward skill-based gameplay, whereas Pokemon, because of the fact that it is an RPG, has some relatively hard limits. Like, it doesn't matter if I can outplay this level 30 NPC. If I've only got a level 10 Pokemon, it's literally just a matter of time because of the leveling up and the scaling that goes on mm. with your Pokemon stats. That's the problem. If it was like, hey... This guy, this dragon gym leader, is meant to be the eighth gym leader, and his AI reflects that, and he does all sorts of status moves and, like, counters and stuff like that, like, tries to sort of lock you down and shut you down. Well, hey, even if you're only fighting him as the first gym leader and you've only got level 20 Pokemon, that's still going to be a hard fight, and he's still going to kick your ass. doesn't matter if you approach him at level 20 or at level 50 it's still going to be a difficult fight because his AI is designed in such a way that it's going to be a challenge for most players. Whereas mm. the other way, the way that you're talking about it, is like there's no reward really to going against him earlier. It's just a matter of 
he outlevels me, therefore he won. There's no tactics behind that. There's not a lot you can really do. And that is where I think the problem lies rather than if they just go, hey, look, you can do it in any order and the gyms will scale up according to how many badges you have. I think I that think would be the better way. here is Simon saying these games are too hard for him. And that's fair enough. We'll move on. <laughs> um, another thing that had me really, really interested about this game, and we need to multiplayer in a moment. There's three main storylines. Yeah. They're calling three grand stories. That's intriguing. I'm really hoping, like, if they... If the game comes out and one main storyline is, you know, you're you going gym to gym, but there are two other storylines you can do that aren't gym-focused... This will be the best Pokemon game they've made. Super mm. cool. I, I hate... Fully agree the, with that. It is the same pathway to from start to finish in every single goddamn Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. And to me, the least enjoyable part of a Pokemon game is battling. I can't stand it. I think it's boring as hell. So what you're saying is, is that... It's monotonous the, and shit. The gameplay is... I've gotten too good for it. The gameplay is too there. difficult for I've you. Gotten, okay. I got too good at it, and I've moved on. I, uh, Simon, I did something. I grew up, and <laughs> bang! No, like, tell, tell, that to the fu- re- tell that to fucking Game Freak. Then they won't fucking do it. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't, re- they don't return my calls anymore. Like when Arceus <laughs> came out, they 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 changed up the battle style, and most yeah. Pokemon you don't even have to battle it. And I really hmm. enjoyed it. Because I like that. To me, Pokemon's about exploring and finding cool creatures. And being friends with them. Being friends with these little tailless lizards. Okay? <laughs> it's also about uncovering but mysteries know. as well. You know, every Pokemon game yeah. has got like ancient mysteries to uncover. And I, I hope that this game as well has a thing where, you know, if you're doing that gym storyline, you get stuck on someone who's really, really hard or it's just really beating you down. And you just do that whole thing that like Elden Ring does really well. Where you just be like, all right, I'll try a different storyline. I'll go somewhere else, take a break from this for a bit. Yeah, if they, oh, if these three storylines... Look, I think we're giving Game Freak way too much credit here. Absolutely. Yeah. But if these three storylines intertwined a little bit... oh, Even God, even a little bit, I'd be pretty happy with. Like, that's now, pretty good. Simon, you brought this up earlier. We'll barrel through this real quickly. These three storylines, you can take on with three friends. Four-player mm. multiplayer, baby. What's that going to be? Um, Look, it seems like you can split up and go your own way and tackle things however you want, whilst still playing with your friends, which seems like that would be pretty fun. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, look, I want to be doing the same. I want to be hanging out with my mates. There's no point in joining an online game with you, for example, Jesse, and then I'm not hanging around with you and, like, running around with you. We can talk via the phone app. Yeah, absolutely. I'd sooner eat my phone. You know what's going to happen. You're not going to make me use that fucking thing. Yeah, we just use through Discord. Yeah. If it is just a matter of like, hey, you guys are within the same world, That's it's going to be interesting because if, if Pokemon games, obviously, they're inherently single player, you can't affect the world that much. So you no. being the only one who's going around the world, that works. But adding more players to the world that you those players cannot affect directly really seems like an empty promise like what Mm. to what benefit will this multiplayer be can you take on you know double battles that's going to get old after a little bit i think yeah i would really like if there was if the multiplayer stuff was more fun 
Yeah. Can you just have like can you throw all your Pokeballs out and have all your Pokemon hang out and you take photos of them together? That's cool. Like That'd that's thing kind of quirky, it's a little bit dynamic. You can post up your you know your memories and stuff together rather than just being like, hey, you know how there's double battles in the game? Well now there's double battles in the game still. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives well, a shit? Also, before we move to the next topic, one thing I need this Pokemon game to get rid of, because I, I remembered it recently and I really hate him. I hate <laughs> What are they called when you find like a like a a bunch of Pokemon and you have to fight like five of them at a time? Oh, like the hordes? Hordes are one of the worst things these stupid games have ever brought in. They because of how slow that. the god they, they have dropped it, it's gone? Yeah, yeah. That was dropped after X and Y. Oh, um, I'm sorry, yeah. I was blinded by other problems in um <laughs> in uh, Sword and Shield that I, I didn't realize that had been removed. But oh one, God, I just I remembered that as I was doing my research for this. Yeah, fair. And it's just so slow. There is one last thing I just want to talk about very, very quickly. Um, some of the characters that have been revealed, one of them being the Ice type gym leader, who many people initially thought was female based off of their design. Um, but then the character description on the official webpage says he. And so now Grusha, the ice type gym leader, has become a trans icon. And I'm here for it. Oh, trans yeah. rights are human rights. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. All right. Guys. You know how I like some pretty fucked up shit. I've got a real penchant for cults. I find cults <laughs> absolutely fascinating. That's they what, are one that's of these what this podcast that I... was meant to be, wasn't it? It's slowly becoming it. I'm getting more followers. Felix, welcome to the cult. <laughs> um, Praise be. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the lamb, I say. Look, I'm super into cults. I, I find them absolutely fascinating. The way, the, the the mentality behind it all, the the manipulation of it all. I find it really interesting how, the, how it can get to that level. So that being introduced into like a cutesy game, I was... Somewhat skeptical, skeptical about. I'm like, how how dark are they going to get this game without it crossing into really cringy Happy Tree Friends bullshit? I am very happy to say, Cult of the Lamb, made by Melbourne's own massive monster. Shout out to them. I didn't realize they were Melbourne based. Yep, everything oh, good comes out of Melbourne. So true. Well, um, <laughs> most things. Most things is one of the, is the funnest indie game I've played since Hades. Ooh, interesting. That this is... game's sick. Now, when it first got announced a while ago, I all I knew was it was a cute cult game. But that's all I thought about. I, I didn't actually plan on getting it. But like Hades, I got swept up in sort of the social media movement of this game. Everyone was tweeting about it. I'm like, okay, i got to give this a go. This looks really, really intriguing. Again, I don't play too many indie games. I'm not... It's a space I need to get myself into it a bit more but up to this moment i haven't really had the time to all right cold of the lambs two games basically in one you have a dungeon crawler roguelike game what i expected the game to be what i expected the bread and butter of this game to be i was wrong the majority of this game is a resource resource town management management sim okay like uh um what's that what's that, what's that farming one we can marry people. Sardew Valley? Sardew Valley. Okay. <laughs> to, that, to that extent. Basically, the, the premise of the game so far, I'm not that far into it. I'm probably, I think I'm about a quarter of the way into it because I did just beat my first major boss. 
you're a little lamb-like creature. You get sacrificed by these elder, uh, elder gods, basically. There's a real midsummer vibe to everything. These elder gods sacrifice you and the devil, um, otherwise known as uh, the one who waits. He says, I will bring you back to life, but in repayment for your life, you will form a cult in my name. And you will help free me from my chains. His chains are held by four bishops that are the elder gods that killed you. Okay? So you need to go kill them in order to free this guy. I think I know where that story is going to lead. <laughs> There's some real shadow of the, the game, energy happening there. Oh, yeah. Oh, even when it comes to, like the black smoke and everything. Yeah. There's some shadow classes vibes at, at points on these characters. You go back to his little town and you, you slowly get followers. So you go out and you do like runs, okay? And it becomes your basic dungeon crawler, okay? You go room to room, you kill people with randomized weapons you get at the start, axes, poison daggers, da-da-da, and then you've also got some powers. You can throw down poison or shoot like a, a projectile out and stuff like that. You go through, you collect coins doing that, wood, stone, yada, yada, yada. But the main thing you want to get at the start of the game is followers. You bring them back to your cult. You can name them. You can make them look however you want. I have named all my characters after people I know, and I'll get to that how that's a problem in a moment. <laughs> um, and you start making a little settlement. So you have a little campfire where you cook for everyone. You assign them to you know start mining or chopping down trees. Uh, you're picking berries. All very cute. All very wholesome. Okay. You make these little beds and they break every few days. It's like, I don't know, I'll fix I'll fix your little bed. And they're so happy with you. And you need to build up their loyalty. And they, they start looking at you as like, hey, this person brought me in. They fed me. They clothed me. There's love here. I, I, I feel like I'm part of a community. This is how all good cults start. Okay? <laughs> you make them dependent on you. Okay? You are the one who's going to lead them. You know? You are the shepherd for these lambs, even though you're the lamb. Okay. You keep doing more and more runs, and then there is a there's a character who's sort of guiding you along the way, saying, Hey, I used to be in your position. I used to do this as well. I'll give you some tips. And you start making a few things like a temple. And at the temple you can start doing um sermons each day. And if you do a sermon, you get you get like belief points. I can't remember what they're called, but basically the more your 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 flock believes in you the more points you get you can use this to upgrade and you can upgrade things like you know uh, you can get like a refinery or, or a lumber yard better beds for people they love their beds you can actually get a bathroom so people aren't shitting everywhere which i'll oh, get what? to in a moment <laughs> so you start doing all these things and again real real cute and then you start to realize the your um your cult's getting a little bit weird. They're getting a little bit uh, nervous around each other a little bit. They're asking a few questions of each other. Now, like I said before, I had, I've had i named all my characters after people I know. The exact list of people I have is Sophie, my partner, uh, my friend Rachel, Joel, Kyron, Felix, Simon, Chris, Jade, Gemma, and Keelan. And I'm getting more every day. Okay, I'm going to play some more later on. Who knows who's going to be next? Actually, sorry. Take the back. I've also got Clarky and Damo from our AFL podcast, uh, AFL streams as well. One day, Keelan comes up to me and says, hey, 
There's an, there's another character I got at the start. I can't remember what his name is, but I didn't actually know you could rename them. So he's just by you know his default name. He's like, hey, I think he's a spy. So I went and spoke to him. I'm like, hey, what's the go? He's like, I'm not a spy. I'm like, I believe you. So I got became very suspicious about Keelan. We'll get we'll get back to that in a moment, okay? <laughs> Keep doing more and more runs. The look the combat in these runs super basic. If you're looking for Hades style like tactics and stuff, you're not going to find it here. It is really a means to an end. This game is a resource management sim, not a dungeon crawler, which is I think is, is kind of surprised people a lot of people, but it's a very very pleasant surprise because the management is deep as hell. So you keep doing these things, you keep pissing off these bishops, they're getting more and more angry. Again, the combat's whatever. You die, you come back to your cult. Simple as that. But obviously you need to start getting stronger. So the way you get stronger is by upgrading your different curses um, and your red crown. So you have a little red crown on and you can upgrade it in ways that will make you know the random weapons you get inside the side of your runs better. Um, some of the boosts you get along the way a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to do that, you need to sacrifice people. Blood sacrifices. Marvelous. So, Keelan, I know you're going to be editing this. I'm sorry, buddy. You were the first to go. Because you were, you were spreading dissent. Sucked <laughs> down to hell. A big, big tentacle came out of the ground. Crushed you. And we also ate your bones. Bless him. Um, yes, I, I, I fed Keelan to everyone. It was fantastic. Yum, yum. Um, now I have Sophie's character coming up to me saying she really wants to see, see Joel eat a bowl of shit. Um, <laughs> which I'm organizing. I'm in the, the, I'm in the midst of organizing. Um, I've fed some of you flat out poison because it gets me boost. Cool, thank you. Naming all these characters after people I know and love is very conflicting. <laughs> And I'm um, getting maybe a little bit too into it because the morals of this game, I was going to say they're grey. No, they are flat out bad. You choose the bad choices. Okay? And look, every now and then you get... Um, there's a bunch of different ways you can upgrade things. Um, one of them is with... Um, not rituals. I've completely blanked what, what the name is. Doctrines. Yes. So you click different yeah. stones, you get these doctrines, and you can select like two options. So one of them was when you are, you know, your your cult members believe in the afterlife. So when you sacrifice somebody in front of them, they don't get too sad because they're like, hey, this person get to a better place. Or you can make them sacrifice obsessed, where you need to keep sacrificing people, but there's no downside to it. If anything, you if anything, you get a little bit of a boost. Interesting. So, but you're balancing in the darkest way possible. You're balancing your your population levels. Working out is it? Do I want this person to be collecting resources for me? Are they playing a role within my my cult, or do I sacrifice them to improve my red crown in order to get more bounty when I go out resource gathering? It's not what I expected, guys. It's so good. Wow. I've heard very good things about this game and it is it was a game that yeah i was sort of like oh yeah sort of see what the fuss is about when it comes out and then everyone's just been talking about it non-stop uh including like one of my best mates she's talking about it she's like oh my god this is so much fun um yeah like 
I think the doctrines are really clever as well. Like, um, I saw a review that mentioned that you get, like, there's one of two choices, which is only the good die young. And living to old age is a good thing. But, you know, if you kill people before they get too old, then, you know, that gets you a bonus or you let people get old. But then you've got the issue of like, oh, you've got to let them die of old age when they're a drain on your resources and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just just stuff like that. It's really, really how you want to sort of create your own cult, essentially. I I didn't expect that sort of like the management sim part of it to be anywhere near as deep as it as it is so you have you know you're collecting all your resources you're building things you're upgrading them you're collecting you know your belief or manner or whatever it's called you got your rituals you got your red crown your sermons decorations um i've run into at least two types of mini games there's a really cool dice game and there's also a fishing mini game um you got tarot cards so you again, I'm going to compare this all to Hades because I don't play many indie games. So I apologize, um, <laughs> but you know when you're doing a run in Hades, hey, you sometimes go into a room and like Sisyphus will be there, yeah, yeah, and will give you a boost. This has the same similar thing. There are some areas of the the level, the dungeon, whatever you want to call, and you'll run into people who will give you tarot cards and they'll give you different boosts. And it's kind of like picking the god powers where you pick. You got a few different options there. And you need to work out what can work out best with your. Like I'm, I don't really want to call it a build. I know later in the game you get shawls, and wearing them will give you different boosts. So it will be a thing of like, you know, enemy damage will do twice as much. You know, enemies will damage you twice as much. But every enemy you kill will boost your attack by ten percent until you get hit. Where we'll go back down to, you know, base. So it's that balance. I know there is going to be, be a there is going to be a point where the combat becomes a lot more in depth. Um, but yeah, you say you get those tarot cards, you're like these like wishing well things, stores, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm hoping there aren't too many systems in this game. I'm hoping I've kind of found them all because it could get a little bit too much. You know, when you start to forget systems in games yeah, because yeah. there's too many things going on. I'm worried that could happen at some point. But at the moment, I'm just doing these quick runs, I don't really give a shit about killing these bosses. I don't care. I just want to run this cult. And the power trip it's given me is not what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, for, for you can also name your cult. My cult is a cult of Krangus. It is in memory of my uh, Palico from Monster Hunter World, who I called Krangus. In now whenever memory. I play a game and there's a creature I can name, I name him Krangus. That's beautiful. Beautiful, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, are, are you guys keen on this game? Have you guys seen much about it? I've seen a lot about it on social media, yeah. it's It's been kind of blowing up. Um, and I will check it out, definitely. I've been meaning to, but I haven't just haven't gotten around to it. So, yeah, I'll definitely check it out before, um, before you hear from so me. So easy to pick up. Like, despite yeah. the fact that I went through all these different systems... The initial sort of like pick up and play nature of it, where you can just pick up and do a run and grab a few resources, or just you can either play it like Hades, jump and do a run and then jump back off, which I've been doing kind of a fair bit today, or you can play like Animal Crossing and you go in and you rearrange the town. It's like 
you know, rather than being like, oh, where do I put this nice little wishing well? It's like, okay, where do I put put the death pit? Um, <laughs> it is far away from, okay, people, you only get a bath, like a toilet in like level three. I don't have it yet. So I'm like, oh, I got to clean up everyone's shit. It's everywhere. Um, hey, it's, it's, is it close enough to the death pit? That's, that's okay. I can't, I'm going to use that to fertilize the, the garden. Okay. Oh, I've run out of berries. Hmm. Will Felix eat Simon? I can make him. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. We are I'm very shit. much up to the point of a lot of cannibalism about to happen. Which would happen if I ran a cult. Probably, knowing you. Look, I'm going to say it. I think I'd run a good cult. My my advice to you would be in running running your cult of the lamb cult is that if Felix, my code, comes up to you, they just believe him. He's telling you the truth. Have so far, you've been working hard, okay? Simon's been causing trouble. Yeah. Am I? As you Simon, you right. broke your bed. You broke your bed last night, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the open bed, everyone could see you masturbate until you've chanted to your bed broke, okay? Look, I think given the sort of cult we're in, fine. <laughs> I think for top of my head, Simon, you are like a, a goat. All right, I can do it. Uh, Felix, you're a rhino. Ooh, all right. Ooh. So these characters, these characters are adorable, adorable, and like, yeah, when you get them, you can rename them. You can make them kind of whatever creature you want. You can also give them like uh, face paint. The, the vibe of this game is very. Look, there's probably a a correct way to describe this sort of aesthetic. Very like Wiccan midsummery. Look, there are like witches made of sticks. A lot of magic done with sticks. That's the aesthetic of this game. Nice. Weirdly enough, the music doesn't fit the aesthetic. Oh, really? It's like lo-fi hip-hop, and it's mad. <laughs> kind of love that, African game is tight. That sounds uh, really fucking good. There are so many weird things that work in this game. And look, I, I probably would have liked this game even if it, it, nobody else did, purely because it's about cults. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's singing my tune right now. But it's a mish, mix mash of so many different ideas, and they're working so so well. It's not a game you know, you're not going to put three hundred hours in the game. It's going to be I reckon it's going to be about fifteen, maybe ten to fifteen hours long. Oh, okay, cool. But of the few hours I put into it, I play you know three, four, a lot of fucking around in that time. Thoroughly enjoying it. Um, yeah, you- it's in the top five games I played this year. Oh wow, mm, you're pretty high yeah. praise. I, I'm. I'm this will be some people's game of the year. Fair. Yeah. If, if you're not a big console person, this this would be my front runner so far. Um, just on a not really breaking news. This is uh, news that is about an hour old, but there is um, well, sorry, there was a fire at Nintendo HQ in Kyoto. Really? Thankfully, no reports of no reports of injuries, and um, breaking news of about an hour ago. <laughs> um. And Simon, by the time the podcast comes out, it's going to be like three days old. Yeah, but nevertheless, for for those of us watching us live on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS, uh, yeah, it's Stephen uh, Totilo on Twitter has basically shared the news. And by Google Translate, desks and chairs were burned, but no one was injured. Uh, police and fire department are investigating the cause of the fire, which may oh, have that's... started from a charging device. All right, so, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. After I just spoke about cults and murdering people for fun, I'm going to be very careful with my words here. 
<laughs> I'm glad nobody was hurt. Yes, me too. But if a bunch of chairs and tables caught fire, that is not news. That's nothing. That happens day to day. There's probably a fire in my house right now. <laughs> that's called cooking, Jesse. And that's what you do to fit. You cook food. I've been... Oh, Simon. I've been cooking lately, know, okay? And if you keep this attitude up, Felix is going to be eating your liver. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. look, only half of it, so then I can regrow it, all right? That's fair enough. But Thanks. Like a, look, I kind of want to go and eat dinner and play Cold the Lamb, so let's wrap this one up, eh? Sounds good. Fair enough. I'm... Guys, I'm hooked. That's okay? good. This is, I, I like this that. This is a That's... good feeling. Like I said a while ago, I went through a bit of a gaming slump recently. Stray got me out of it. Like, Stray slapped me across the face. Cold to the Lamb is shaking me, shaking me by the shoulders. Okay? Alright. It's demanding my attention. I could not I could not play this game higher. I'm, I'm part of the cult itself. Ooh. But if you want to become, become part of our cult, you can. All you need to do is listen to all of our podcasts. All We're on Spotify and iTunes, so go search for us. Sorry, made a video game podcast. You can also see some old episodes of Love Letters, which, yes, I'll bring back. I'm sorry. Um, while you're there, also check out Fan Critical. All the Fan Critical podcasts, fantastic podcasts. They recently did a uh, bit of a preview for the upcoming uh, Game of Thrones spinoff, um, which I'm going to be listening to tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. You want to keep up to date with all your news? No, we don't have news about small fires at uh, Nintendo yet, but maybe. SorryMoreGaming.com. If you want to keep up to date with all of our goings-ons, we're on social media. Of course we are. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StormedAUS. We're also on Twitch where you can catch these streams, these live podcast streams, every week at StormedAUS. Oh, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash StormedAUS. We also have a bunch of uh, gaming streams. I may actually play some Cult of the Lamb. I can now. I have that streaming little streaming box. It's a good chat. I'll make that happen. Um, of course, you can also follow us all individually on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Spanner. Simon, where are you at? Sai421, SI421. Felix? And I'm at Nichols underscore Felix. And Keelan no longer has a Twitter account because I have sacrificed him to our <laughs> elder gods. As, as you should. As I needed to. Mm-hmm. Gotta do what I gotta do. Guys, absolute pleasure. It's been a, been a nice, wholesome week of news. I'm very excited about these upcoming games. You know, your Pokemons, your Splatoons, and such. And, dear listeners, I hope you're excited for these games, too. If you are, tell us about it. If you're not, also tell us about it. (laughs) But, we hope you stay safe, we hope you play some games, and we hope to catch you next week. Bye. Bye! Bye!